Well, good morning, good morning. Hello. Happy Sunday. <laughs> and look at you all there, sat there with your chocolatey mouths. You've all had your advent calendar chocolates, haven't you? I can see it all. Hope you're brushing your teeth after these, you know. <laughs> and what did you get behind door 19? <gasps> Only a few more days to go. So, what did you get behind your door 19? Did you get anything good? Me, I got a chocolate star. Oh, I don't care what it is as long as it's chocolate. It could be anything. But chocolate star is nice. We like chocolate stars. So I'm sat here with my mouth covered in chocolate as well. <laughs> we all need to go and brush our teeth, I think. Right. Well, yesterday, Binky was in trouble, wasn't he? So we need to find out whether he gets rescued or not or whether they have to carry on all their adventures from now on without him. So what do you think? Do you think he'll be rescued? I hope so. So here goes. We are on chapter 21 of the Wishing Chair book. So we're on chapter 21, which is called The Enchanter Clip Clap. So here goes. The wishing chair rose high up and flew steadily towards the west. It had a long way to go, so it flew faster than usual, and all its four wings flapped swiftly. I wonder where the enchanter lives, said Molly. I hope he won't capture us too. Well, all this would never have happened if we hadn't quarrelled with Binky, said Peter. He wouldn't have gone back home then and wouldn't have gone out to buy a new handkerchief and wouldn't have been captured by the yellow bird that swooped down on him and took him away. I shall never argue again, said Molly. It made her very sad when she remembered the unkind things she had said that morning. The chair flew over a wood. Molly leaned over the arm of the chair and looked down. Look, Peter, she said, what is that funny thing sticking out of the wood? Peter looked. It's a very, very high stone tower, he said. Isn't it strange? It's just a tower by itself. It doesn't seem to be part of a castle or anything. <gasps> Look, the chair is flying down to it. Do you suppose that's where the enchanter lives? It must be, said Molly. The children looked eagerly downwards to see what sort of a tower this was. It certainly was very weird. It had a pointed roof but no chimneys at all. The chair circled all round as it flew downwards trying to find a window. But there was not a single window to be seen. This really is a very magic sort of tower, said Molly. Not a window anywhere. Well, there must be a door at the bottom to get in by. The chair flew to the ground and stayed there. The children jumped off. They went to the tower and looked for a door. There was not one to be seen. 
The tower was quite round and very tall indeed, higher than the highest tree. But it had no doors and no windows, so it seemed quite impossible to get into it. Molly and Peter walked around and around it a great many times, but no matter how they looked, they could see no way to get in. Do you suppose Binky's in there? said Molly at last. Sure to be, said Peter gloomily. We told the chair to take us to where Binky was. Well, what are we going to do? asked Molly. Shall we call for Binky loudly? No, said Peter at once. If you do that, the enchanter will know we're here and may capture us too. Don't do anything like that, Molly. Well, how else are we to tell Binky we're here, said Molly. We must do something, Peter. It's no good standing here looking for doors and windows that aren't there. Shh, said Peter suddenly, and he pulled Molly behind a tree. He had heard a noise. Molly caught hold of the wishing chair and pulled that behind the chair, the tree too, only just in time. There came a loud noise, like the clip-clapping of thunder. A great door opened in the round tower, half as high as the tower itself. It opened and out came the enchanter clip-clap. He was very tall and thin, and he had a long beard that reached the ground. He wore it in a plait, and it looked very queer. See you finish that spell properly, he called to someone in the tower. Then there came another loud clapping noise, just like a roll and crash of thunder, and the door in the tower closed and vanished. The enchanter strode away through the wood, his head almost as high as the trees. Goodness, said Molly, we only just got behind this tree in time. It's impossible to get into that tower, Peter. We should never know how to make that door appear. Oh, what are we to do, sighed Peter. I hate to think of poor old Binky a prisoner in there, and all because our fault, because we quarrelled with him. Let's hide the chair under a bush and see if we can find anyone living near here, said Molly. We might find someone who could help us. So they carefully hid the chair under a bramble bush and piled bracken over it too. Then they found a little path and went down it wondering where it led to. It led to a small and pretty cottage. The name on the gate, Dimple Cottage. Molly liked the sound of it. She thought they would be quite safe going in there. They knocked. To their enormous surprise, the door was opened by a brown mouse. She wore a checked apron and cap and large slippers on her feet. The children stared. They could never get used to this sort of thing, although they had seen many strange sights by now. Um, good afternoon, said Peter, and then didn't know what else to say. Do you want to see my mistress? asked the mouse. Oh, well, yes, 
Perhaps it would be a good idea, said Peter. So the mouse asked them in and showed them into a tiny drawing room. What are we going to say? whispered Peter. But before Molly had time to answer, someone came into the room. It was a small elf with neat silvery wings, silvery golden hair and a big dimple in her cheek when she smiled. Molly and Peter liked her at once. Good afternoon, she said. What can I do for you? Both talking at once, the two children told her their troubles, how they had argued with Binky, and he had gone home and been caught by the yellow bird belonging to the enchanter Clip-Clap, and how their wishing chair brought them to the strange tower. But we don't know how to get into it, and we're afraid of being caught by Clip-Clap too, said Peter, and I don't know if you can help us. Oh, I don't think I can, said the elf, whose name was Dimple. No one knows a, sm a spell powerful enough to get into the Enchanter's Tower. <clears throat> I've lived here for 300 years, and no one has ever got into that tower except the Enchanter and his servants and his friends. I wouldn't try if I were you. But we must, said Molly. You see... Binky is our friend and we must help him. Yes, we have to help our friends, cried the elf. Wait a minute, I wonder if my mouse knows anything that might help us. Harriet, Harriet! The little servant mouse came running in. Yes, madam, she said. Harriet, these children want to get into the enchanter's tower, said Dimple. Do you know of any way in? Well, yes, madam, I do said Harriet. Oh, do you, cried Molly in delight. Do tell us, Harriet. My auntie lives down in the cellars of the tower, said the little mouse. Sometimes on my afternoon off, I go to see her. And how do you get into the tower, asked Dimple. Down the mouse hole, of course, said Harriet. There's one on the far side of the tower. I always scamper down there. Oh said the children in disappointment, looking at the small house. mouse. We couldn't get down a mouse hole. We're too big. You're a big mouse, but even so, the mouse hole would not take us. Molly was so disappointed that she cried into a tissue. Dimple patted her on the back. Don't do that, she said. I can give you a spell to make you small. Then you can slip down the mouse hole with Harriet and see if you can find Binky. Oh, thank you, thank you, cried the children in delight. That is kind of you. Dimple went to a shelf and took down a box. Out of it she took two pills. They were queer because they were green one side and read the other. Here you are, she said. Eat these and you will be small enough to go down the hole. They taste horrid, but never mind. The children each chewed up a pill. They certainly had a funny taste, but they were very magic indeed, and no sooner were they eaten than Molly and Peter felt as though they were going down in a lift, for they suddenly grew very tiny indeed. They looked up at Dimple, and she seemed enormous to them. Harriet, take off your apron and cap and take these children to your auntie, said Dimple. 
So Harriet carefully folded up her cap and apron and then went out with the children. She took, to the, took them to the tower and showed them a small hole under the wall. Down there, she said. And down they all went. Well, that's the end of the chapter and we still haven't rescued Binky. Oh my goodness, dear me. So, I hope tomorrow we find out whether Binky is going to be rescued or if indeed he is there. He might not even be there. What? What do you reckon? Do you think he's going to be there? And do you think we'll manage to get him back again? Well, we will see tomorrow when we come to the next chapter. So, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for listening. And whatever you're going to do today, make sure you have fun doing it. <laughs> and... I am going to do some more baking, Christmas baking. Yay, Christmas. And I will see you all again tomorrow. So you have a lovely day and I will see you all again tomorrow. Okay, so until then, take care and stay safe. Bye for now.